Hello everyone and welcome to The Like-Minded. I'm your host Cami Pons and today we are talking about the upper limit theory. I took a bit of time off last week and I was in LA visiting my two really good friends and college roommates. I like looking back um, on the trip, I think I was there for maybe five days. I literally could not stop laughing all day. We all have a very similar sense of humor and they're honestly the kind of friends where I felt and I feel like I can really be myself and I don't really have to try. So I really feel at ease and at peace when I'm around them. And I also took off from work while I was there as well. So I wasn't checking Slack, I wasn't checking my emails or worrying about any projects or deadlines. And I woke up every single day and the entire day was mine. It was really, really blissful. And the weather there, it was sunny, but there was also a slight breeze. And right now in Miami, it's like high, like mid 90s to high 90s with so much humidity so kind of getting a break from all of that was what I needed and we went to the ocean we ate great food I meditated every morning and carved out time to journal I played tennis one afternoon and really just enjoyed myself and I felt so freaking happy like literal complete happiness And as I was on the plane ride home, it was like a five and a half hour plane and I could not sleep. I was in the middle seat. Um, I did a lot of thinking, a lot of journaling about that state of pure happiness and why I limit this pure happiness to vacations or trips or special occasions Essentially short little spurts, you know, nothing that lasts too long. And I was also, you know, thinking and writing about this post that I recently saw talking about the upper limit theory, which is a term coined by Gay Hendricks, who is a psychologist that focuses on relationships and personal growth. And the upper limit theory is essentially our own personal limit or how much we allow ourselves to experience abundance, love, success, happiness, based on how much we think we're worth and how much we think we deserve. And it's important to mention that this is subconscious. So we might not even notice, you know, that we have this threshold of joy. And, you know, with this threshold, it's almost like we have, you know, a built-in tracker And once our upper limit is hit, we begin to, again, subconsciously self-sabotage. So that might come through as self-doubt or picking a fight, growing agitated and annoyed, doing things that we know don't serve us, or we stop doing things that we know do serve us. And I want to stop here to say, like, I think this is obvious, but... It doesn't hurt to add. Um, This is just a theory. You know, it's not applicable to everyone in every situation. There are always so many factors at play, both internal and external. But as I was looking more into this theory and I was and as I was thinking more about my own life, I realized I think this is something that definitely applies to my own. And so I thought it might resonate with some of y'all as well. So 
we have this upper limit, right? This threshold of joy that we allow ourselves. And then we slowly start to invite negativity back into our lives, almost to balance out the scales. And at times, I think for myself, like extreme happiness and success seems weird or uncomfortable. Um, And I find myself doing things, saying things that kind of put me back into a state of like slight misery or sadness. I know that might sound weird, but you know, just super slight to feel that comfort. Um, And I mean, if you think like personally, like have you ever had a streak of good luck, maybe, you know, many wins one after another, and suddenly you begin to question yourself or you slowly find yourself uh, self-sabotaging. And like I said, this is subconscious, so it can be really subtle. Like sometimes you don't even notice until after the fact, Um, but you may have, for example, a series of unpleasant thoughts that detract from positive energy that's coming in other areas of your life. And I brought this up in another episode, but at times I really find myself not doing things that make me feel energized, excited, and creative. And I can't help but think, like, am I subconsciously um, self-sabotaging? Like, for example, I create this super beautiful and realistic morning routine where I wake up and I brush my teeth and I journal and I drink a big glass of water and I sit out on the balcony and get that, you know, breeze and fresh air first thing in the morning. And when I'm doing the routine, it feels really good. I feel energized and ready to take on the day. And like confidently, I know that that morning routine, you know, helps me feel good. But then after, you know, a series of days where I engage in this routine, I feel really good. I feel really happy. Then I find myself not doing it. You know, I'll find myself rolling out of bed and just drinking a big, you know, cup of coffee first thing without drinking any water first, without eating, you know, rolling out of bed and logging right onto my laptop. And I think it's really interesting because I wouldn't consider myself a lazy person. It's not that these things are hard to do. I think subconsciously, like genuinely, I self-sabotage and I question whether I'm worth investing in myself. So after, you know, a series of days of waking up and doing things that make me feel good, carving out the time to invest in myself and my mental health first thing in the morning, I revert back to my old ways. It's really interesting. um, But another, like a couple examples, because I think it really, you know, examples help to really conceptualize. But um, you you go on, you know, a great date, let's say, and, and you really connect with the person and they're funny and they're interesting. And suddenly, you know, when you get home, you really begin to question if you're ready or capable of being in a serious relationship. Even though you've been dating for, you know, dating around for a year now and you know that you're ready, all of a sudden when you experience this like happiness and this like joy of someone really great, then you get really flaky and you ghost them. Or maybe you land a big job that you've been interviewing for and you know that you're capable and you know that you can do the tasks at hand, 
but suddenly you have this wave of extreme imposter syndrome. And out of the blue, you know, you have this slew of negative thoughts that cloud your brain every meeting. And it really impedes with your ability to perform well. These are just like two examples of how the upper limit theory shows that at times we allow our fears to limit ourselves and limit our experience with success and abundance and love. And this limit does change and fluctuate throughout life. It's not that it stays the same per se, but it's also something, you know, that we each need to actively work to face and overcome if this is something that we experience. So how can we, you know, actively work to push past our own personal upper limits? And how can we actively commit to ourselves and our own happiness? I think number one is working or discovering why we have upper limits to begin with, right? At the core, at the root, we don't truly believe as though we deserve this much happiness, this much love, this much success within areas of our lives. Why? Like, what have we been telling ourselves about ourselves that we aren't pretty enough, smart enough, good enough, cool enough, nice enough, The list can go on and on. So it's kind of taking all of that and throwing it out the window. And once we stop this negative self-talk, then our self-perception can slowly begin to shift. And I know this is easier said than done. It's something I, you know, I struggle with, this negative self-talk. But it's little by little, you know, as we dissect how we talk to ourselves and about ourselves, that we can really begin to peel back the layers and discover why we feel as though we are not deserving of achieving our goals and achieving our full potential and betting on ourselves and taking risks to advance ourselves both professionally and personally. So if we, you know, find ourselves at the same job that we're deeply unhappy at, or if we find ourselves in the new city that we've outgrown, or sorry, if we find ourselves in the same city that we've outgrown, or the same shitty relationship where we're not treated how we deserve to be treated, or we find ourselves doing the same boring and unproductive routine that brings us no excitement. Personally, for myself, I find, um, like, when I sit back and really think and reflect that there are times when I'm afraid to level up and be bold and shine and go for big milestones and really take up space within my life. So it's really taking the time and the energy to sit down with yourself and figure out like what is the root of my limiting beliefs and fears? Why do we feel the need to put a threshold on our own happiness? And this will really allow us to push past these feelings of not being enough and really start to appreciate all that we are and all that we bring to the world. And this sounds kind of simple, um, you know, self-reflection, self-discovery. I I talk about it a lot on other episodes as well. But really, this idea of getting to the root is always the deepest and hardest dive, though it sounds simple. And also, so I want to mention, because when I was in LA, I watched the Barbie movie for the first time. And the scene where America Ferreira is giving her monologue on why it's essentially impossible to be a woman, 
I teared up. I was like trying to hide it, but I, I teared up in the theater because it really resonated. And I feel like as women, we're taught to be liked. We're taught to appease people, make others feel comfortable. You know, we can't outshine other women and we can't attract too much attention. We have to be good and quiet. And above all, you know, we have to be pretty. And I really wonder at times like how being told these things and being taught these things growing up really affected the way that we continue to bend and contort ourselves to fit into boxes that were never really created to embrace our potential and our brightness and our wholeness. And I wonder like do we women have upper limits because we weren't told to strive for greatness? Or at least we weren't empowered to do so. So maybe that's why it's uncomfortable to see ourselves, you know, hitting big milestones and experiencing true happiness and and really striving for greatness. Just, Just food for thought. Something I've been, you know, journaling on myself. So outside of this, um, you know reflection and self-discovery on the root as to why we put a threshold on our own personal happiness. Um, Number two, I think, is the power of visualization. And part of why I think large amounts of success or love or abundance or joy is uncomfortable for some of us is because we're not used to it. You know, it's not our norm. Or maybe it wasn't our norm growing up. So after many years, you know, of feeling like you have to make yourself smaller, you have to be less of a burden, take up less space, be more easily managed. It's really no wonder that we feel uneasy at the idea of standing out and shining as the powerful and beautiful humans that we are. So I think a great way to work past this discomfort is to literally visualize ourselves as the radiant beings that we are and I love to think of this I believe the first time I heard it was on a podcast with Sonia Renee Taylor Um, and they're an activist they're an author and they were talking about how we I feel like I actually brought this up on another episode as well but how we are all made up of the same energy as the most beautiful sunrise we've ever seen and, you know, the softest sand we've ever felt. And it's once we begin to imagine ourselves with this same kind of magnificence that we can begin to imagine ourselves winning and succeeding and growing and loving and elevating and, you know, all of these positive experiences and feelings. And visualization truly has, you know, the power to shift our reality So even if it's just taking five minutes every single day to sit in silence, close your eyes, and imagine yourself achieving a goal that you've been thinking about for a while now, no matter how big, right? Because if you can imagine it, you can achieve it. And there is no milestone, there is no dream that's too big or impossible. And that's how we have to continue to think. So imagine yourself on, you know, a call with your boss, getting the big promotion, Imagine yourself on that plane moving to New York and then imagine yourself in the moments after, you know, you feel gratitude, you feel happiness and it's not uncomfortable. It's not weird. It's right, right? You're owning that. You deserve that. You're worthy of that promotion. You're worthy of that big move. You know, you're worthy of 
that spectacular boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, etc. So it's just trying to imagine, you know, ourselves feeling and experiencing, you know, that joy. And if you don't have anything specific that you can imagine, like no biggie, if you don't have any like goal or milestone or or thing in mind, just imagine yourself laughing or smiling or dancing or singing or whatever signifies pure joy for you. The idea is we want to imagine ourselves feeling it and then and then imagine it as this comfortable thing that we're worthy of and this thing that just happens to us, right? Good things happen to us and that's amazing good things happen to us and it's not weird it's not uncomfortable it's not strange it's not unheard of and I think by imagining ourselves it it really does become to seem um less foreign to us it seems like this less far away like out of reach um thing and we can begin to conceptualize the fact that we are capable of doing big things we're capable of doing hard things we're capable of feeling joy and happiness and then On top of visualization, I also love affirmations. I'll say to myself, I'm confident, I'm capable, I have everything I need to get to where I want to be, I am everything I need, I am everything I want to be. You know, any iteration of these, I like to say to myself. And it's also important to remember that the upper limit, it's subconscious and it's self-imposed. It's a self-imposed limit. It's not real. There, there is no actual like physical threshold. It doesn't actually exist. But it's created out of our own fears and our own false beliefs. But when we hear things and we say things loud enough and often enough, they begin to feel real. They begin to seem real. So we need to combat that by uplifting ourselves louder and more often with more energy and more conviction. And I think like this is obviously just the tip of the iceberg, as it usually is. But I think by first, you know, taking that moment to step back and address our self-talk and also have the ability to see ourselves how and where we want to be, then we can begin to push past the the envelope on our self-imposed threshold of joy. And oftentimes, it just takes that ability to step back and reflect to recognize that we are even self-sabotaging. Like, there are so many times that I self-sabotage and I don't even notice till way after the fact when I take that moment to, you know, step back and reflect and take that moment to really unpack why did I act the way that I acted? Why did I say the things that I said? And to be able to work through it um, is paramount because we all deserve to feel happiness. We all deserve to feel like happiness flows into our lives easily and without complication. And I actually want to stop here as well to say like, obviously I'm saying pure joy, complete happiness with the understanding that you're not going to feel happiness all of the time. Like we all experience a wide range of emotions, but it's just the idea that happiness shouldn't feel like a foreign concept or feel like something that you don't think you're worthy of experiencing and at the end of the day right like we all have this one life um i well i always like to add in like i i I believe in reincarnation but that's another episode but we all have this one life in this one body at this time in the world with these people you know surrounding us 
And we need to experience all that we can. So don't be the thing standing in the way between you and greatness. It's corny, but it's true. Um, It's a great reminder for myself. And so I thought it might be a great reminder for some of you um, that this resonates with. That's all that I have for now. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're tuning in from. It really helps to expand my reach and connect with more of you, which is why I'm doing this. All right, that's all I have. Bye for now.